This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy Woo! and sadness oh. and anger. Ah. Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. Ah. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. Ah. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. Break out the bell-bottoms and the leisure suits, because for season four, the great pop culture debate is turning back the clock to the 1970s for the booty-shakingest musical genre of all time. It's disco, baby. The disco era brought dozens of insanely catchy songs that are still bangers even by 2020 standards. And now, nearly 50 years after those songs debuted, we want to know, what is the best disco song ever? I misunderstood the assignment and became a nacho nacho man. Now I am the size of a village, people. I'm your host, Eric Lesniak. <laughs> wow. <laughs> right? It's bad. The worst one I've ever done. Oh my God. <laughs> Don't stop till no. you get enough. She and doesn't go here. <laughs> you committed to it, though. I did. <laughs> Always commit. Don't stop till you get enough. And who could ever get enough of the delightful Gary Jackson? Hey, everyone. Hello. <laughs> He's shaking his groove thanks straight to Boogie Wonderland. It's Derek Bikita. Beep, beep. Hey. <laughs> and Carissa Claus, I'm glad you're home. I can tell you really miss me. Well, Eric, you can ring my bell any day. Ding a ling a ling. Thank you. Get into it, folks, because that's the energy we're going to have. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's going to be wild. So before we get into the debate, how does this work? We made a poll of roughly 100 mega popular disco songs from the 1970s. 50 people took the to- poll. We tallied their votes, ranked their picks by popularity, and added them to a bracket. Now we argue about it and insult each other, all for your amusement. Want to play along at home? You can. Head to greatpopculturedebate.com and go to polls and brackets. There you'll find the downloadable listener brackets for this and every episode of our little show. Do our picks match up with yours? Do you think we've danced ourselves dizzy? Let us know by dropping a comment on this episode at our website or by yelling at us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And lastly, if you're curious about how we went from the top 32 down to the Sweet 16, become a Patreon supporter of our podcast. Our Patreons at the $5 level or higher get exclusive access to the warm-up slash part one for each episode in which we work our way through all of round one. It's like a whole bonus episode for each topic and includes arguments you will not hear anywhere else. And it's also just one of our great Patreon perks, so please consider supporting us on Patreon today. With that out of the way, let's pop some quaaludes, make our way to the dance floor, and start the debate. We're getting into round two, and we were feeling the beat from the tambourine of ultimate number one seed Dancing Queen by ABBA. But have you heard about the new dance craze of five seed La Freak by Chic? I'm going to have Gary talk about La Freak while I will take on Dancing Queen. Go for it, Gary. Ah, uh, freak out. Boom. Let's start there. We're going to start right there. Yes. Sorry, any tenors. That was not singing properly. Um, but, Another tenor, know, I will forgive you. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Um... Let's start with it, literally, the lyrics. Dance craves. Like, it's in there. So disco is about dancing. And this song is telling y'all to get up and dance and be part of this, like, this revolutionary thing um, while you're on drugs in highest hell, which I appreciate. Um, what I love about this song is just the, the that funk, the guitar. Like, oh, it, it really is, like, it really just makes you, like, scrunch up your nose and just, like, really put that ugly face on and get into it and just, like, dance and so the freak it is I, I agree with you and here's the thing we talked about this in part one there's no bad mm-hmm. songs on mm-hmm. this bracket except no for Xanadu which is gone which is gone 
How dare Chris, you, lady? Chris is choosing violence. She's choosing violence. <laughs> um, I choose the side of truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know you. I don't understand the question, and I will not respond to it. Um, Xanadu is for the children. No, but no, there's no bad songs on this bracket. There were no bad songs in the top 32. There's certainly no bad songs in the Sweet 16. Um, so Lee Freak is a great song, and it's the only one that we had by Chic on the top yeah. 32, which is mm-hmm. shocking because there yeah. were so many amazing disco songs by that group. Although I don't know if Nigel Rogers did write slash produce some of the other ones on here. I think he did. In fact, I, I'm almost positive he uh, produced slash wrote the next one that we're going to be talking about. Mm-hmm. But um, I can't not say ABBA Dancing Queen and move it forward. I can't say what you will about Lee Freak. And it is kind of the grittier sexier side of disco whereas abba's dancing queen is the ethereal it's like proto karens but like not in a negative way (laughs) wow i'm serious like every white girl heard this oh it's my song and they went out to the dance floor and they just put their arms up and they twirled and i'm not mad at them for that um no but in all seriousness it's a beautiful song it's soaring it's not operatic but it's very orchestral. Um, It's a sonic experience. And when you are on the dance floor and this is playing, it just sweeps you up. um, Whereas The Freak is kind of a get down, get funky song. Dancing Queen is a much more, um, I mean, that's a tripping on drugs song, right? Like, can you imagine (laughs) being at Studio 54, literally popping or pumping poppers through the the air vans and those people going wild for this song? (laughs) That's much twirling the good old days twirling towards freedom mm-hmm. so for me it's got to be dancing queen carissa where are you coming down on this i'm with the swirl of dancing queen all right and derek y'all are crazy okay so here's where i'm gonna i'm gonna come down for lafrique and the reason why i'm coming down for lafrique um dear listeners is if you become a patreon and go to our warm-up episode you will hear me offering much more nuanced arguments about why this one should go over this one and then and you know the 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 blended genres and some of these disco songs well for main episode derek you're getting like disco purist i'm voting for the (laughs) disco songs and honestly like i get it i get why dancing queen is a one seed the superior disco song is La Freak by Chic. Why? I want to hear why it's It's just it's 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 got some stank to it. Like I get the whole like I get the whole like ladies out in their caftans twirling on the fucking dance floor. I get that. But La Freak like makes you wanna like bump and grind. It makes you maybe want to have like a soul train moment. Like Mm. you know what I mean? Like it's it's it will get you on the dance floor. Dancing Queen is a song that everyone knows and that's why it's a one seed. That does not mean it is the best disco song. Period. (laughs) Yeah, but you know you're going to live your caftan fantasy in Provincetown to Dancing Queen. You will be nope. twirling. I'm- you will be twirling. I will be. I will be. And that's the thing. Like, Derek had me at you're going to want to do a Soul Train dance line. I was like, okay. But then you lost me at you're going to live your caftan fantasy. That's that's the song that Dancing Queen is. Like if it were a garment, it's a caftan fantasy with the hat. Yes, or a turban. Your blown out hair and like a a a sex on the beach in your hand. Yes, that you're spilling on everyone. Everyone as you twirl. Yes. So for me, it's still Dancing Queen. Okay, so Carissa, you're Dancing Queen. Derek and Gary, you're both La Freak. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's a tie. And when we have a tie and we have seeds, the higher seed wins, which means it's Dancing Queen. So Dancing Queen advances. I want to say everyone here did an excellent job in that argument and there are no losers. Mm -hmm. Except Except (laughs) LaFree. So... Speaking of winning, the gays keep winning. Diana Ross's I'm Coming Out is a three seed, and it's up against Peaches and Herb's Shake Your Groove thing, a two seed. And I'm going to have Derek shake his peaches, um, although you're really more of an eggplant guy. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, branding. There we go. Carissa, (laughs) I'm going to have you take it out on the boss, Miss Ross, and I'm going to have Carissa go first. Okay, so I'm coming out. It is June. It is Pride Month. Like, talk about anthems. Diana Ross is 
a summer icon, a disco icon, a female songstress icon, and a gay icon. So that's four drinks, everybody. <laughs> um, and it just it it is such a it is such an all of those things kind of song. It is a gay song. I'm coming out. You know, it is. It is a summer song. It is a post-pandemic song. Mm. Um, it is, you know, kind of the song of our moment right now, if we choose to let it be. So, I love that. That's so mm. sweet. Derek, talk to me about shaking your groove thing. <laughs> that is so sweet. And you're so wrong. You're so, so wrong. Um, I might listen. be right and. <laughs> the, 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 the disco purist rears his head again. Mm. Shake your groove thing is disco. It is mm. disco. It is go do a line of coke, get back on that dance floor, bump into Halston, bump into Liza, have a three-way <laughs> with both of them. It is, it is, it is, it is pure disco. It's, it's just so good. It like... It's got a groove to it. It's got like the and and I say this because I love I'm coming out and um for Patreon subscribers you have heard me argue for I'm coming out in in round 1, but I'm coming out gives me the same vibes as Dancing Queen. Mm. And I I it would be unfortunate if La Freak went out and Shake Your Groove thing went out and then we have to put Dancing Queen against I'm coming out. Like I get that that's like a more even matchup, but I th- I Disco purism. Come on. It's a, it's a compelling argument. I do think it's bold of you to assume that if Halston and Liza Minnelli were in a room, there would be any cocaine left for anyone to do. <laughs> um, Gary, where are you on this one? Oh. Oh. I'm torn. I'm torn. Because- I, thought it was, I thought it was the beginning of a Donna Summer song right there. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> she, she. <Yeah>. <laughs> um. <laughs> Let me just think about this for just a hot more second. Like I, I was, Derek, Derek, okay. Yeah, I, I hear you because my initial thought was I was going to go for Diana Ross here. Mm-hmm. Um, it, for all the reasons that Chris point iconic, it is the moment right that we're in. But I think Derek does make an interesting argument about the grittier side of disco. We want to make sure that we're like if you're on the dance floor, which is the the, and I think Shake Your Groove thing is an easier song to dance to than La Freak. Personally, I think it's got a slightly slower BPM, um, and I I'm um, completely uncoordinated and, and, and can't really dance whatsoever. But uh, <laughs> so it's really more in my wheelhouse. Um, I'm torn here too, but I have to say, if I have to pick one of them, Jesus Christ, I guess I would go with Shake Your Groove thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> Where are you going, Gary? <laughs> I think I'm gonna have to go with Carissa then. Great. So we're oh, split again. Yeah. And who's the higher seed, do we think? I'm um, Shaker Groove thing is a two. Shaker Groove thing is a two. Really? And I'm coming out as a three. Yeah. yeah. I'm not mad at it. I'm not um, either. That was hard. I mean, how can you be? It's such a good song. I think your point about what it could potentially be going up against, that that's the swayer for me. Gotta, you got a strategery. strategery. Yeah. Exactly. I will also say yeah. – that I mean, certainly, I'm coming out is one of those kind of um, evergreen songs. It gets played mm-hmm. every Pride. It's it's mm-hmm. like right. It's canon. But Shake Your Groove thing also has a surprisingly long lasting pop cultural rele- relevance. It gets sampled and, and featured on soundtracks constantly. Mm-hmm. It's just one of the and and like that funky funky electro line that opens mm-hmm. that song. There is something that's really undeniable about it. I think. I'm coming out is a kind of fun, like toss your hair, like, woo, let's go out for brunch song. And um, shake your groove thing is really more of a get funky, get into it, get loose song. So Mm -hmm. I'm not mad about it advancing personally. I agree. Yes. That's a good way to put it. So next we have an extraordinarily brutal battle. And I don't know how we're going to get through that. If we were like tormented over peaches and herb. It's Gloria Gaynor's I Will Survive a one seed versus Sister Sledge's We Are Family a four seed. And I want Carissa to explain why Gloria should survive. And Gary, uh, you've got all your sisters. Do you have Sister Sledge? So I'm going to have Gary go first. So, okay. I think it's important. I'm going to hit you with some facts, okay? So Carissa's argument won't stand, okay, Carissa? (laughs) This is very hard. Um, Not only did this song go gold, number one in R&B and number two in pop. And I know Derek, pop, soul. I know. I know how you feel about it. (laughs) But this song was recorded in one take, y'all, by Kathy herself. 
so like the fact that that was recorded in one take by a 19 year old and this song is is what it is today like not only is she a brilliant mind and a writer and artist within all her rights but just the again just how this song really brings everyone together no matter like where they come from what they look like um and I think that's what disco really the essence of disco was you know so there that's why we are family is should win Carissa all right Carissa what do you got for me Okay, so uh, Gary hit you with some facts, and I'm going to hit you with some feelings. (laughs) So, (laughs) buckle up. (laughs) Um, If you are a semi-long-term listener to the podcast, you know that I was on the Best Breakup Songs panel, and I do believe it came down to this song versus Alanis... uh, um, you ought to know. Correct. Yeah, those are the final two. And I'm not going to spoil who won, but I will say that at that time, I was 100% in the Atlantis camp. Fast forward to now. <laughs> <laughs> Post-pandemic, I am a divorcee, and uh, I've been through some shit. Yeah. And so um, now when I think about <laughs> ending a long-term relationship and just the feels and the things like uh Alanis uh, she was fucking here for me let me just say <laughs> but Donna Summer I will survive Gloria Gaynor sorry yes <gasps> sorry <laughs> Gloria Gaynor I will survive I I changed those fucking locks so I paid a locksmith so I mean that that was the song that ultimately ended up speaking to me, which is what makes it hyper relevant, which is why I think that it gets the edge um, over We Are Family because, yeah, I mean, it's 2020 plus and uh, this song is still like a fucking guidebook for wronged women. So <laughs> there we go. And and not just wronged women, but also mm. the gay community. And I want to get to this yeah. in a second oh, because yeah. I actually think this particular matchup, Gary, you touched on this, kind of encapsulates what made disco so special from a social perspective. Um, but it speaks to any wronged person. I, it was definitely held a very special place in the hearts of the gay community. It still does. But, you know, pre more uh, generalized acceptance, I will survive. It wasn't just a the guy I liked dumped me song. It was also society is fucking terrifying and I have to live in shadows. And when you're out at the gay bar, it's the one place that you can actually feel alive. Right. And Mm. I'll grant you, this is not the point of this particular debate, right? It's not about gay anthems, but I think Carissa's larger point that this song 50 years almost after its release continues to be an incredibly potent touchstone for people who are going through pain and um, they're scared but need to find some reason to continue. And that's incredibly important, which is not in any way to knock We Are Family, which has that great um, connectedness, a sense of community, whether they're your actual blood relatives or your found family, which I think everybody on this podcast knows that feeling, right, of that found family and, and how important they are. I'm going to throw it to you, Derek, before I get fully on my soapbox. That wasn't even the real. (laughs) That was the warm up. But Derek, go ahead. I'm going to surprise you. And I'm actually going to vote for We Are Family. I hear Chris's argument. And if I were a person who was easily swayed by that argument, I would be with you. Carissa, I, I, I am with you. So in, if in, you had feelings, that's if what I you're have saying. Feelings, I, haven't, I haven't had since 1996. So I mean, <laughs> I, I pick We Are Family. I just, I feel like I Will Survive is the thing that you need right after the breakup. We Are Family is the thing that's going to lift you up and get keep you coasting. Okay, let me just pause it to you. If you are, as you have likely all of us been in the la- for the past, you know, fifteen months of pandemicness, by yourself, which song are you going to listen to that's going to make you not feel shitty about yourself? <laughs> I mean, We Are Family is a song that's really awesome when you're surrounded by other people. But I Will Survive is a song that you can listen to by yourself that's not going to make you feel lonely. It's going to make you feel empowered. I hear you. 
These are excellent arguments. Let me just say that. I'm very proud of my panel right now. Y'all are killing it. Um, Here's what I'm going to say about this particular matchup and about the power of disco in general. So I think we already said there's no bad songs in this Mm -hmm. matchup, blah, blah, blah. Um, Disco still gets dismissed by a lot of people as being lame and cheesy. But one of the things that I've realized watching some documentaries over pandemic, the Bee Gees one in particular, which I mentioned in part one, but also there's some other ones, is um, how much disco was about people of color and Mm. women Mm -hmm. and the queer community really taking some agency and Mm -hmm. creating spaces and sound for themselves. And it was the reason that disco quote unquote died, which can be tied to disco demolition night, which is a thing that many people now don't even know happened. Like literally Mm -hmm. what Mm. happened was there was this one particular radio commentator out in the Midwest, of course, who decided to really launch this attack on disco music. The reasons for it are nebulous. They, he just didn't like it. And what I've come to realize it was unfuckable white people who did not like (laughs) women, people of color, gay people expressing themselves, finding places where they could be free and music that like, and kind of encouraged this. And so what did they do? They literally went to a baseball stadium, encouraged people to bring disco records and they literally blew some of them up and then rolled others with like a steamroller. That's crazy. That's the type of shit that is going on now, and they would try to do it again. Mm-hmm. So it, it's like cancel culture in a very proto form, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so when I look at this matchup, I see a black woman and I see a a family of color, and I love it. Now, there is certainly we need to acknowledge Gloria Gaynor has some very problematic parts of her career where she was very anti-gay. Um But I feel like more than any other matchup in this Sweet 16, this one gets to the heart of this was music for people who were really taking ownership, uh, minorities, whatever way you want to look at it, it was their music. It was their mm-hmm. soul. It was their style. Mm-hmm. And I just love that we have this matchup. Both great songs. If I have to pick one, I'm going with um, I Will Survive. I have to. Mm-hmm. Sorry, mm. that was really long and rambling. <laughs> no, that was solid. Getting deep, getting deep. Yes. I just think that we need to recognize, and, and I, I, if you are listening to this, I don't know why you'd be listening to this if you think disco music is dumb, but I would encourage you to try to figure out where that's coming from because there's nothing dumb about disco music. The lyrics are repetitive, what pop music isn't. Mm-hmm. Um, the instrumentation is amazing. The mm-hmm. the rhythms, like there is some, it's alchemy. That's what disco is. Good disco is musical alchemy. And the fact that it continues to be dismissed, I think is really, it, it is like white patriarching patriarchal culture trying to stifle still to this day. That's and you know, Eric, me. Eric, I'm so glad that you said that though, because w- w- you know, the overarching theme for, for this podcast is there, there are no bad disco songs, but there are a whole lot of really good disco songs that, you know, in the part one warm up, we talk about the things that didn't make the brackets. Mm-hmm. There are really good, well-written songs, really great instrumentation, things that you can like just lose yourself on the dance floor. And there's something transcendent about that. And if all you know about disco is staying alive and YMCA and Dancing Queen, like open your eyes a little bit more. You will be shocked to see what you find. And I would point out to you, every one of those are by white artists. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just putting that out there. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm so sorry, listeners, who are probably <laughs> tired of being lectured. That was not my intent, but uh, we didn't have much of a script for this episode because uh, everything was up for grabs in part one. So I believe we are currently tied. I still have uh, myself and Carissa for I Will Survive and Gary and Derek for We Are Family. Is that mm-hmm. correct? Yep. Mm-hmm. I Will Survive as a one seed, so that will yes. advance. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, unanimous, we were unanimous in favor of Sylvester's You Make Me Feel Mighty Real, a three seed versus the Village People's YMCA, a two seed. I do think that is the correct call. YMCA is hyper popular. We're not going to knock that. But in terms of what is a better song, I, no contest in my yes. opinion. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, it was Donna Summer's Last Dance, also a one seed versus Lip Sync's Funky Town, a four seed. I'm going to go ahead and uh, find my way to a place that's right for me. <laughs> Derek is going to find his last chance for romance. Derek, go first. So um, some of you heard me argue for Last Dance in the previous round, and um, it bears repeating that this song has a story behind it. It is actually – it won Donna Summer an Oscar and a Golden Globe, which is kind of amazing. Um, It also gave Donna Summer an acting role in the movie Thank God It's Friday. Um, 
I also brought up in round one that this was the number one disco song on Billboard for all of 1978. And again, I will repeat it again. 1978 was a big year for disco. It was huge. It was like, if you're thinking about like the crescendo of Studio 54, it's like right there. It's right there. So the fact that this one was number one for the entire year really says something. I'm not going to knock Funky Town. I fucking love Funky Town. And, you know, we we argued in a previous podcast in the One Hit Wonders of the 70s and 80s for Funky Town, and we all love that song. But for me, Last Dance is just more quintessential. Yeah, and here's the thing. I'm repping Funky Town here, but I 100% think Last Dance should win this. Um, <laughs> I, I've We've talked about Funky Town on at least three episodes of this yeah. podcast, and mm. I have been, I've been a writer die Funky Town person for decades. Um, total, like, departure, but there's a book called What Would You Rather? And it's, like, supposed to put, like, um, impossible decisions, and one of them would, would you never be able to listen to music again or listen to only one song for the rest of your life, and it's Lip Sync's Funky Town. I was like... Where is the dilemma here? <laughs> like I could listen to this song forever and I'd be completely happy. You've got the do 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 you got the cowbell going. It's got rhythm, it's got bop to it. Like everything about it is super fun and it's just fun, cheesy pop, right? It really but I is, think yeah. of it as more of a pop song than a disco song. Not that it wasn't. Like totally, you can you can see people in bad polyester outfits on a dance floor with the disco ball and Funky Town's playing, right? I can envision this. Mm-hmm. But Last Dance is a disco like classic. It is disco. So Gary, where are you on this one? I am a Last Dance for sure. Um, I could just it, this is one of those songs you can close your eyes and just imagine yourself in a nice, beautiful gown with like just sequence all over and just like so pretty um yeah last dance. i sat here with, with my eyes closed thinking about this song while you guys were talking <laughs> and i was like absolutely it's last dance donna for sure and carissa yeah i'm i think i initially had funky town here but i it's last dance for me yeah it is disco to me it yeah. is yeah. quintessentially yeah. disco to me yep Next up, it's the Bee Gees, all speaking of quintessentially disco. Uh, <laughs> you Should Be Dancing, which is a six seed, versus Chaka Khan's I'm Every Woman, <laughs> a two seed. And so I'm going to have Derek take on the Bee Gees. And mm-hmm. Gary, you're going to discuss I'm Every Woman. I'm going to yes. have Gary go first. Okay. So it's Chaka, again, for sure. Um, what? I'm going to hit some more facts, Carissa. It's been working for me. So I'm going to see. I'm going to see how far I can get with this. Um it was number four on the Billboard 100 in a UK single. Um, it was number 30 for Derek on the disco. <laughs> but what I love about this song is the octave build up um, that she does. I, I guess it's like in the middle of the song, um, like, I'm everyone. Yes. Like, I was just thinking about that. I was like, Beyonce stole that from her. Because, you know, Beyonce, yeah. is a, she that's her go-to. But... Go ahead, Shaka. Shaka gave it to us, that. But also, like, this song was featured in the Bodyguard soundtrack, which we all know Whitney made has a cover of this song and is uber popular. But Whitney used to do, back, she did backup um, singing for this song as well, for Shaka. And they were really good friends I in real life. That. Yes, in a video with uh, Whitney, Shaka, like, kissed her belly and this when she was pregnant. Yeah. And so, to... To know that this song made such an impact on these two powerful vocalists, artists' lives, um, I, I I have to go with, go to this. And it goes back to, again, to disco bringing people together. And this is the way that it brought them together. Um, and they, they enjoyed and celebrated each other's success. I'm all for it. I love that. Again, I love these sweet arguments. Yeah. Derek, the Bee Gees, you should be dancing. Yes, I'm glad that you have tasked the disco purist to argue for this song. Because out of all of the songs on the Saturday Night Fever soundtrack by the Bee Gees, some will say that Staying Alive is like the more iconic song, Take a Drink. Um, <laughs> personally, You Should Be Dancing is a better disco song, in, 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 my, in my opinion. And I, I'm not alone in this because it was number one for a week. Not on the the disco charts, on Billboard's Hot 100, it was number one. So, like, in the entire country, it hit number one. Um, 
it actually was the song that launched the Bee Gees into their disco career. This song. Not Staying Alive. This song. Um, It's just, it's got a good something. It's got an it factor to it. And I, I... when I when I hear "Staying Alive" come on, like I roll my eyes a little bit. But when I hear "You Should Be Dancing," because it's sort of like a, it doesn't get as much play as far as Bee Gees disco songs. Like I get into it. Um, I am taking nothing away from Shaka Khan, but disco purist in me is going to vote for "You Should Be Dancing" because, damn, it is a disco song. Carissa, uh, I I hear your argument. Derek and I, as much as I appreciate all of it, um, I'm going with Shaka Khan. Interesting. I'm with Derek on this one. Um, I 100% understand what he's saying. Staying Alive is a great strut song. It has the disco attitude, mm-hmm. but You Should Be Dancing is the better disco floor song. And I think that bass line, the, the kind of swelling, um, like electronic effects in You Should Be Dancing, it builds. And I love a song that builds. And it feels like it's getting faster and faster and faster as it goes. But I don't actually think it does. I think it just feels that way. Um, I think it is a, I, to me, it is probably the best DG, Bee Gees dance song. Um, it's infectious in a way that Staying Alive has a very kind of low key vibe to it. This one is full on, you're on the dance floor and you're going hard. So I'm giving it to Bee Gees here. But if Carissa and Gary are stuck with Shaka, you guys are sticking with Shaka? Yes, with I Shaka. am. We have another tie. It's the Shaka Whitney thing yes. that really tipped it for me. It really did. <laughs> With the belly kissing. Yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's such a sweet video too. It really is. Shaka's a two seed and yep. you should be dancing as a six seed. I will yep. argue this also. So on the original um, ballot that we had, there were probably four or five BG songs. And I suspect that the BG songs kind of diluted the votes for each other. Cause there are yeah. other major BG songs that were not on here at all. Like mm-hmm. jive talkings, not on there. Um, another great song with a great opening uh, lick, but uh, I, I suspect that having multiple BG songs, much like Donna summer ultimately hurt some of the yeah. songs. So that's just mm-hmm. my take on it. Uh, so we are advancing Shaka Khan. We are, but I, I, I want to say one last thing because I know that we're advancing Shaka Khan. I want people to keep in mind that, it's the 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 topic that we're arguing is best disco song. Okay, I think that sh- people have a a high opinion of the song, not just because of Shaka Khan's version, but also Whitney's version. And I feel like that's why for people it has staying power. But like Whitney's song isn't a disco song. No, true. So very true. I, we we are choosing a song that has longer staying power in pop culture, but isn't mm-hmm. necessarily more of a disco song. And so if we were only voting on the disco version, you think it would have seated lower? I'm not sure. I mean, like it's, it's hard, it's hard to put ourselves in a vacuum and say, okay, well, we're going to choose, you know, I'm everyone by Shaka Khan, Mm -hmm. not, and and who's Whitney Houston? I don't know her. Like (laughs) we're not, we're never going to say that, you know? And I think that because the Bee Gees are in multiple parts of these brackets, that's why we're less likely to vote for that song, even though it's a, it's a fantastic song. Yep. I think there's truth to that. Yeah. yeah. I also will say this. I prefer Shaka Khan's version of I'm Every Woman to Whitney's. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Please don't strike me down, gay God. But- <laughs> well, no, and honestly, because Whitney has so many good songs. Right. Like, mm-hmm. let Shaka have this song. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Shaka has many good songs, too. But yes. I hear your point that Whitney's catalog is much deeper. Um, but okay, we're advancing Shaka Khan's I'm Every Woman to the Elite Eight. But guess what? The BGs are here to stay. And in fact, they're staying alive, which is a one seed. And it's up against Don't Tell Me This Way by Telma Houston, a four seed. This is another one where it's like, Jesus Christ, how do mm-hmm. we make a decision? Mm-hmm. Carissa, why should the BGs advance here? Well, first of all, thanks y'all for saying all these bad things about staying alive in the last round. <laughs> fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Um, but like, okay, so I am an 80s baby who came to the 70s and the 90s, which is, you know, everyone does their like two decades ago is the coolest thing thing, right? True, yes. Um, and I came to the 70s through – Saturday Night Fever, which I watched a bajillion times. And so my knowledge of disco started there, went to like compilation, like this is disco Mm -hmm. volume Mm -hmm. one, compilation (laughs) CDs. I'm not joking. (laughs) So, you know, uh, I come to it from a not uh, 
from a place of discovery via very mainstream vehicles. Mm-hmm. Um, so staying alive is to me is Tony Monero with those shoes folding that slice of pizza and strutting <laughs> down the sidewalk in New York. And it was my entry point and it remains so pure, so lovely, so encapsulating uh, for this whole moment. And, you know, uh, clearly I'm not the only one since this is seated so highly, um, by our voters as well. So I, I, it is the like iconic entry disco song. Um, if not disco song period, I cannot argue anything against that. And I, I stand by my statement that staying alive is a better disco encapsulation but I don't think it's the better Bee Gees disco dance song. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm looking at these two songs based strictly on which is the better song, I give it to Don't Leave Me This Way mm-hmm. by Tom Houston, which is um, explosive. That's the only mm-hmm. way I can describe the song. Carissa previously said that it's that wonderful play with the soft and then the hard and the slow and the fast where it starts out and it's very gentle and plaintive and then it just comes on like a freight train right and Mm -hmm. i love that this particular song i feel um it has that quality that great disco songs feel to me where there's this almost carnal animal energy Mm -hmm. to the end of it where she's just pleading with you don't leave me this way. Satisfy the need in me. Like mm-hmm. we've all been there. It's mm-hmm. Saturday night. Mm-hmm. It's 1 a.m. Mm-hmm. The grinder tricks are not biting. Like, <laughs> Telma like forecasted the future, right? Um, we've all been there. And then you end up at the sample sale outside the club at 3 a.m. And you take what you can get. Um, so for me, it is a better song and it's a better disco song. But mm. which song represents disco as a whole better i give it to staying alive so it's complicated it's not an easy pick for me gary what do you think on this one? Oh, that that was actually you almost persuaded me to to go with that one but i'm gonna stick with staying alive just because the just the funk of it is i mm-hmm. like it like i love yeah i would i would say that the funk of it <laughs> is just I'm, I'm becoming a purist Derek, <laughs> you're winning him. Well, over. it's it's funny that you say that because I am not voting for staying alive. Oh my god! And because because it's disco cheese, and I don't like cheese. I am lactose intolerant for disco cheese. Um, don't leave me this way. It takes you on a journey, and there's such emotion behind it. And they they you know they use it in the production of the Donkey Show. May it rest in peace. It's no mm. longer at the ART in, in Cambridge, mm. but like. It's it's a don't leave me this way. Just like it gives you that emotional mm, something. Staying alive is just like yeah, that's the disco song I know from that movie. Yeah, yeah, and I can't, I can't, no. So no. don't leave me this way. Takes you on an emotional journey. Staying alive struts you down the sidewalk, eating a slice of pizza. Absolutely, like, come on. I'm gonna go with the pizza every time. And it's also I mean, it's not just Brissa. a sidewalk. It's a sidewalk in gritty 1970s New York City. And it's also who's eating that pizza? Like the most Italian Guido ever. <laughs> and who like, is baby John Travolta? Who's yeah. so hot yes. and oh, yes. smoking. But also, uh, like Italians had a tremendous impact in, on disco, right? Giorgio yes. Moroder. Oh, yes. an entire industry over there. So I do feel like there's a lot of reasons why it is. Like, I hear what you're saying. You are not wrong, Derek. It is disco cheese, and we're not just talking about the pizza, but it also is just so fucking emblematic of what disco mm-hmm. was that era. It is the distillation. So, okay, Derek, you're sticking with Don't Leave Me This Way. Yes, on principle. On principle. And I hear <laughs> Carissa and Gary are with Staying Alive. Yes. Yes. Um, even if I did switch, if I didn't switch, if I stayed with the yeah, with this the, way, yeah. it yeah. would still advance because it would be two against two and, and staying alive is a number one. Season. Well, you know what? This is America and cheese wins. So go with your cheese. I will. I'm, I'll be- I am <laughs> from the dairy state. <laughs> Wisconsin cheese is the best. <laughs> and My also, yes. Queens. Um, finally, in round two, LaBelle's Lady Mama Laud, a three seed, is up against Donna Summer's Hot Stuff, inexplicably a seven seed. So Ooh. I'm going to have Gary talk about Lady Marmalade, Creole Lady Marmalade, excuse me, <laughs> and Carissa will be giving us some hot stuff this evening. And I'm going to have Gary go first. 
So what I love about this song is that Miss Patty didn't even know that this song was like sexually like suggestive. And I love that because first thing I think about is her Christmas, you know, so it's like, it makes sense. It's like, of course it's Patty. Of course Patty didn't know. <laughs> and that's why I even love this song even more because it's literally all about like threesomes and sex. And, and I am here for it every single day, sex, 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 sex positive. So that alone is why I love the song. But also I think this song uh, put LaBelle as a group, like into one of the hottest like girl groups um, of that era. And like that, obviously we, we know that Patty career like really took off and she's still around today. And so I think songs like that, that longevity, and you can see just where that person came from um, as an individual solo artist as well um, is so important, but just how many covers again going back to like i'm every woman like there's a lot of covers but what i love about this song and the covers is that it switched to genres like little like the rap with little Cam, little kim and pink um cover this song you know i think that is awesome and it also shows like women empowerment and like you know owning your body and just doing what the hell you want and i love that and Derek, um, for you again, <laughs> this is number seven, disco, um, a ranked number seven, disco and dance in 17th in UK. So for that, Derek, you should just vote for it. But I mean, it's, it's LaBelle and it's Miss Patty. Miss Patty. Miss Patty. Carissa, hot stuff. Uh, I don't want to be on the wrong side of Miss Patty because I also think about that Christmas performance. <laughs> Where are my backup singers? Where are my backup singers? <laughs> but when I, whenever I hear hot stuff, I think of the that scene in the Full Monty where they're all in line and the song comes on and this is the song that they've been working on. Does this hit resonate with y'all at all? I remember the full Monty. It's been a while yeah, since I've yeah. seen it. <laughs> this is the song that comes on and they start kind of slowly in public doing the routine and then, you know, it builds. And so it's it's kind of like this well-kept secret that is so wonderful that that's why they're keeping it to themselves. Um, and so it gives me, you know, happy, happy feelings. Um, but also this song – was the very first song to ever win the Grammy for female rock vocal performance, like the first year that it actually happened. Mm. Also, female rock performance, which is very interesting yeah, um, to me. Um, but yeah, it's just it's 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 just quintessential Donna Summer. You know, it's got those hot stuff like that's two beats that you hit like it it really you know it's it's the staccato kind of song that gets you moving it it does for sure uh derek yeah i think i think you know which way i'm going this one derek did he betray you he did <laughs> so uh, here's the thing from me um wanting to have balance in the force uh, i think it's good to have just one donna summer song advancing to the lead eight but on the other hand if there's one person that's going to have more than one song on that elite eight it should be donna mm-hmm. summer right mm-hmm. she is our queen of disco she deserves it um if i had my druthers i would have bad girls on here instead of hot stuff but i yeah. don't because bad girls got knocked out yeah but Hot Stuff is a good goddamn song. It and really I mean, is. Gary, you're talking about sex positive, sex, 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 sex. I mean, Hot Stuff is literally, much like Don't Leave Me This Way, it is, I need to get laid <laughs> I'm literally going out to the club to get dick. That is the song. And I celebrate that, right? So um, it, it also hit from a musicality. I mean, Lady Marmalade also. Great thing about Lady Marmalade, like not a lot of organ solos in is disco True. music. Lady Marmalade <laughs> has a great organ line to it. It's it's kind of really got almost a, a throwback element to it and the um, harmonies with that group. It's a very iconoclastic disco song. But to me, it's still uh, an iconic Take a Drink disco song. <laughs> but Hot Stuff has oh, that yeah. just that. Boom, that oh, yeah. booming bass. And then you get into that um, electric synth line. And then you get into the guitars and the chanting of the hot, 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 hot stuff. It is like, 
a woman on the prowl and she's yes. going to Miss Cougar. And yes. And it speaks to me, ladies and gentlemen. It, it, it speaks to my soul. And so for that reason, I'm voting for hot stuff. So I believe we have one for Lady Marmalade and Gary. Where are you, Carissa? I'm hot stuff. All right. And Derek, you're hot stuff? Yes, I am, sir. All right. So that means it's a seven seed that's advancing to the elite eight. <laughs> yes! Which is amazing. Uh, but that concludes round two for us, folks. And uh-oh, Bianca Jagger just showed up with her white horse. And yes, that is euphemism for drugs. So we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back. Hey, Eric. So I heard, and this may be true, that you were actually the Great Pop Culture Debate's very first Patreon subscriber. (gasps) Was I? You were. You're not only a panelist, you're also a founder. Also a founder. I mean, it does give me a feeling of joy to contribute towards high quality podcasts like the Great Pop Culture Debate so that, you know, like I get swag. Yeah. What kind of swag do you get? Um, You get a button. That's the one I signed up for. Is there a tote? I feel like there should be a tote. (laughs) There's not a tote yet, but that's a great idea. I have some other ideas that I'm working on. You get access to things early. You get access to Patreon only little mini-sodes. You get to hear the warm-ups before when everyone's just kind of getting their little sea legs before they get into the main the main attraction and you get season zero you get season zero it's exactly right you will never hear the otherwise folks and there's some great episodes in that which include best madonna single best rupaul's drag race lip sync best uh 90s cartoon and the only way you can hear those is by getting a patreon sponsorship with for as low as two dollars a month then you even get season zero just for that so so thank you very much kate uh we appreciate all of our patreon sponsors and if you do have the interest, please go to patreon.com backslash great pop culture debates and support us. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Neatcast, your source for offbeat news, hot takes on sports, and deep dives into the paranormal. Join us every Monday and let's talk some bullshit. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all your favorite podcasting apps. And we are back for round three of our best disco song debate. Before we get into the Elite Eight matchups, I want to ask my panel, where can people find you on social media so that they can yell at you and not just me? Derek, where do they find you? So you can find me on Twitter and you can find me on Instagram at DRKMKT, which is basically my name without the vowels. Indeed it is. Gary, what about yourself? So you can find me on Instagram at Gary Music Man J or on Facebook at Gary Music Man Jackson. Got it. And Carissa. You can find me on Instagram uh, semi-regularly and Twitter very rarely at uh, Carissa Kloss, um, both with K's. Perf. And you can find me, the only member of the panel actually alive during the disco era, at Bresniak <laughs> on Twitter and Instagram, or you can just message at greatpopculturedebate.com on Instagram. We're also on Twitter as at culture underscore debate. Don't know why I made that decision. Regret it deeply. But here we are. <laughs> so, with that, we're going to summon the spirits of Halston, Andy Warhol, and two-thirds of the Bee Gees as we move on to our Elite Eight matchups. First up, it is Dancing Queen versus Shake Your Groove Thing. And I'm going to go around the horn for votes here. Uh, Gary, Dancing Queen or Shake Your Groove Thing? Shake Your Groove Thing. Carissa. I'm with Abba, Dancing Queen. Derek. I'm shaking my groove thing, damn it. Yes. I'm also with Dancing Queen here. And the reason I made the argument earlier in this episode that it's, you know, proto-Karen's twirling dancing, but I feel as though I have done short shrift for this song because I do think, music, frankly, musically, ABBA is amazing. And it really, um, it is 
instantly evocative of that time period. Um, you hear those that choral chords come on at the beginning of that song, and you're it, it automatically you're you're in it, right? You are feeling the fantasy. We use that term a lot, but literally with Dancing Queen, I do actually believe that that's what's going on. I'm fully present. It just captures me every time. You can say that it lacks the funk and the grit of disco, but I think that you can have a wide range in disco. It can be both that gritty, sexy stuff. It can be just the glorious, we're dancing, we're living, let's all just get laid that's that's Dancing Queen for me. So with two, it's the number one seed and it will advance. Mm-hmm. Next up, we have I Will Survive versus You Make Me Feel Mighty Real by Sylvester, which we have yet to even discuss around the True. horn, starting True. with Carissa. I'm glowing with I Will Survive. Derek. I'm sticking with my girl Sylvester. All right. Gary. I Will Survive. Okay. So here's where things get tricky. So I'm going with Sylvester. Uh, you Make Me Feel Right and Mighty Real is actually my pick for the ultimate disco song. I mm. realize that it's about to go out, so I'm going to take my time now to speak on it. This, to me, is the perfect disco song. It starts out with that thrumping bass line. You've got little bits of guitar flecked in there. But one of the things I love about disco is when it builds and it builds and it builds. And this is positively orgasmic by the end of that song. Earlier, I got on my soapbox and talked about how oh, it's a, a, a genre for you know people who were kind of outcasts or at least minorities kind of feeling their oats, if you will. No one is a better example of that than Sylvester, mm-hmm. a uh, queer trans person of color who created unbelievable music. And it's it's frankly shocking to me that Sylvester was able to have anywhere close to the career that they were. Um, and I, this song is unimpeachable. Like literally tell me something wrong about you make me feel mighty real. I can listen to it every day, all day long, and I'm never going to sick of it. Mm-hmm. Do I hear any objections? Mm-mm. No, but I love that. <laughs> And and here's what I'm going to say about that too. Out of like literally every other disco song in this bracket of 32, this is the one that I stand most firmly on. And I stand most firmly on it because it is disco in its purest form brought to you by um, the margins of society. Yeah. And to me, like that's – that's if, if we're going to learn anything from this, boys and girls, it's that this is what we should be taking away from this whole argument is – I Will Survive is an amazing song, but when we're arguing best disco song, you have to give it to Sylvester's You Make Me Feel. But here's where we get to that part in the debate where I start arguing against my own picks and (laughs) I acknowledge that there's different metrics for success, right? And if we're talking about a song as an actual work of art, I think, well, frankly, they're both really good works of art. Mm. Honestly, I'm not even going to say one is better than the other. As a dance song, certainly it goes to Sylvester. But if we're talking about from a cultural, pop cultural standpoint, what is the better disco song that resonated more with more people? It's got to be I Will Survive. It is un- uh, unquestionable to me that the people is, I'm putting myself in the heads of the people listening to this at home right now being like, what are you doing? <laughs> you cannot have a final four best disco song and I Will Survive is not in there. You you putz. Um, so I'm completely fine with I Will Survive going on. Carissa and Gary, you're sticking with it? Yes. Sticking with it. So, Derek, you and I can feel very comfortable and con- mm-hmm. content in the knowledge that from a disco standpoint, a purist standpoint, Sylvester is the correct answer. But from a pop culture standpoint, I do think I Will Survive is the right answer. Are we agreed in that? Yes. Yeah. I'm going to guess that Derek does not agree with me. <laughs> I, I don't. And I mean, I I don't on principle simply because I am I am being pure to the the title of this podcast, which is best disco song, not best, best disco song that had an effect on pop culture. And that's fair. And, and I love you for being true to yourself. And that's what I look for <laughs> my panelists. I don't want you guys just going along with things. Yeah. But even if we stuck, if both of us stuck to our guns, I will survive advances because I believe you make me feel as a three seed. Yep. Yeah. So I will survive advance last dance versus I'm every woman. I want to start with Carissa. Oh, God. Um, Do the right thing, Carissa. Do I don't right know thing. what the right thing is. <laughs> uh, oh, God. Donna Summer. I'm going to go with Last Dance. Uh, Derek. You have chosen wisely. Okay. <laughs> I was, yeah. okay. Here, here, here's the thing. I'm, I'm looking at, at 
the 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 potential head to head matchup in the final battle, mm-hmm. and it's Dancing Queen against I Will Survive. Like you guys can take that away. I don't even have a, a horse in that race. But when I'm talking about like the remaining disco songs, it has to be Donna Summer. Has to be. Yeah, she's queen. She is. Gary, where are you on this? Um, I Donna. Okay, you're sure. I, I'm positive. As much as I love I'm Every Woman and I gave like my spiel on it, yeah, I agree. Donna is disco queen. Yeah, and I, I agree that to me this is a knockout. Um, nothing against Shaka. I think it's impressive, frankly, she made it to Elite Eight. But mm-hmm. Last Dance, is it necessarily, the again, the best disco Donna Summer song? I won't go that far. Is it the best Donna Summer song from a disco perspective that made the biggest impact in society? I think probably yes. And finally, we have Staying Alive versus Hot Stuff. I'm going to start with Gary. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I went to go with Staying Alive, actually. Okay. Yeah. Derek? I know why you're going to vote for Staying Alive, and I know why you think that there needs to be a BG song in the final four, but you're wrong. <laughs> and I'm voting for Hot Stuff because I would love to hear an argument between the two Donna Summer songs. I would love to hear that argument. We already had an all Donna on Donna matchup in round one, by the way. True, so we true. We did have hot Donna on Donna action. <laughs> but, but, but current listeners to the main episode have not heard that, and that's why you should become a Patreon. <laughs> Thank you. I love it. Plugging. Carissa. Yeah, I I mean, I'm going with feels here. And like I said previously, Staying Alive was my intro to disco. And I just, I still see Tony with the pizza. So <laughs> I'm going with Staying Alive here. Um, I think that gives us, well, I know it gives us a final four of ABBA's Dancing Queen versus Gloria Gaynor's I Will Survive. The uh, Donna Summer's Last Dance versus BG Staying Alive. I always take a pause here and say, is this the final four that I expected? It's actually not the final four that's in my bracket. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's. I think there's at least two that are on here. But do I think it's the correct one? I do. I think these are actually the right answers. Are they ex- the expected answers as well? I also think the answer is probably mm-hmm. true. But I'm not mad about that because I think there is something to be said for uh, predictability in 2021. So um, first up, Dancing Queen versus I Will Survive. Around the horn, going to start with Derek. Which one? I Will Survive. Gary. I Will Survive. Carissa. I Will Survive. Interesting. Um <laughs> <laughs> Dancing Queen was the number one pick of everyone. That was mm-hmm. by far the highest vote getter. Just putting that out there. I'm fully making an emotional pick. So <laughs> just <laughs> owning that up front. And that's okay. That's I, I love it. Okay. I love it. Yeah. Here's the part of the podcast where I, it's sad that we've gotten to the point where I'm like, here's the part where, but I question, would we be putting this one forward if it was not gay men and the women who love them? If it was a more general audience, do I think Dancing Queen would advance? I don't know, but it's irrelevant because three out of four of you are picking Dancing Queen. Well, and here's the thing: why I say I will say, Eric, is listeners to this podcast know what they're getting. They're getting <laughs> gay men and the women that love them. It's so true. get into it. Get into yep. it. All right. So I will survive. Moves on to the final two. Finally, it's Last Dance versus Staying Alive, and I'm going to start with Gary. Which one? Last Dance, baby. Carissa. <sighs> Staying Alive. I'm with the Bee Gees. Derek. I'm sticking with Donna Summer here. I'm sticking with Donna Summer too. <gasps> yes! <laughs> I so- am gay gasping. <laughs> <laughs> just like my prolapsed anus. No, I'm just kidding. Um, sorry, mom. My mom doesn't listen to this podcast. Um, so uh, that means we have two strong black women in the final. That's the way I like it. We love uh-huh, to see uh-huh. it. Uh-huh. Yes. Yep. Um, and I think it is appropriate. So I will survive well, versus last dance. You were going to say something, Derek? And it's not just that. These are both one seats. They are one oh, seats. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Derek, I will survive versus last dance. Choose your victor. Oh, my God. Uh, I'm sticking with Donna Summer on, on, on Disco Principal. All right. Gary. Miss Donna, honey. Interesting. Carissa. I changed my fucking lock. I am with Gloria here. <laughs> I know this complicates your life. No, I'm with you actually, Carissa. I'm also on the I team know this why it complicates your life. No, it's fine. Uh, so, and I'm not going to go for a tie this one. We've done a couple ties. I'm not going to do it this time. So uh, I'm going to uh, encourage people to make 
uh, fervent pleas. But here's where I'm coming down on this one. Um, I do think that uh, Last Dance is a wonderful song, and it's the song that you typically play at the end of every when it's closing time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Um, whereas I Will Survive, it is such a more um, potent song. It has more applications. It speaks to the human condition in a way. And I know that disco doesn't necessarily have to do that. Disco is about fun. Disco is about having, you know, getting out on the dance floor and, and getting out your, your yayas and getting laid. But this song does all of that. And it also actually speaks to people who are going through some real shit. And so I think for that reason, it's multi-layered. I think Gloria's performance of it is, is spectacular. Side note, the version of it that's on Spotify is the remastered version, which is in nowhere near as good as the original. Um, but I have to give it to Gloria. So do, do either of team Donna Summer want to argue? Yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> and I, I want to say I have nothing against I Will Survive. I think it is a lovely song. I think to not put forth the queen of disco as the final winner is a sin. And I think that she has had many opportunities to to work her way forward in these brackets. I'm, I mean, I'm looking at them now, at least three or four Donna Summer songs in here. And if you listen to the warm up, there were many other Donna Summer songs that, you know, you that are just stellar songs. Dim All the Lights, I Feel Love, MacArthur Park, Spring Affair, you know, to, to say nothing of her duet with Barbra Streisand. I, I think that as a disco artist i award it to donna summer just for her her oeuvre but also this song is is that is it one seed for a reason and i i get that i will survive is also a one seed but like it's 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 a pure disco song it is gary do you have anything to add i just think it is such like just the lyrics of this song um going back to what you kind of said eric I, f- I feel like that can be applied to this song as well. And it's, she's saying like, this is her last chance of romance, you know, like it's Donna, it's, it's beautiful. It's such a beautiful song that does have a buildup um, and to like f- expression. Um, and I could see like little gay boys and girls and they's and them's and everything in between, just like being in the moment. And like, this is a song that really puts you in the moment. If you're in the middle of a dance floor, just twirling by yourself like that is what I think the impact of the song is. And therefore, I, I'm, I'm sticking with, with Miss Donna. And she's the queen, you know? So Carissa, please don't be mad at me, but they have swayed me. And I will say there's part of me that Derek's argument, like we have to give it to her for her oeuvre, not just for the song, but it's about the song, right? Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, like ultimately the the winning pick here is what we're saying is the best disco song what's the most emblematic of disco nothing is more emblematic of disco than donna summer and as you were talking about it gary i was in my mind playing the song and the way it does build and there's a whole part of that song towards the end where it's it is literally like her just cooing to the song it's instrumental and it is just made for dancing right it's like the purpose of the song is to go out and dance and that's disco and so for the that reason, you were going to say something. One, yeah, one last thing I want to say, just because, like, you know, we are we are music aficionados. I equate "Last Dance" as a disco song, the way um, "Don't You Forget About Me" felt in the '80s. Like, it's that last moment. We're all together having a great time. It might be the last time, and. Um, you know, Gary said, you know, it, there's a line in there about, you know, my last chance for romance. That's not even what I take away from this song. I, I It's you can be with a group of people on this dance floor and feel the togetherness. And it's not about, you know, I need to find a man or I need to find a woman. It's it's the togetherness. And we're, we all just had this experience. And this is the last dance. And, you know, disco didn't last forever. And it, you know. It thankfully is having resurgence in other genres and it birthed other genres. And that's that's its final contribution to pop culture. Um, so that's what I'm going to say about this song. It's a really good argument, Eric. I really appreciate that. Carissa, I you gonna- hear you. Yep. And I get it. And I'm going to go down saying <laughs> that uh, I Will Survive was VH1's uh, number one 100 greatest dance songs. It was 
Um, number two in the Rolling Stone poll of best disco songs of all time with number one being Staying Alive. Mm. So um, th- I am I am backed by a lot of people <laughs> this is what I'm saying. And so I feel okay with this being the hill that I die on <laughs> in this episode. Well, you're not going to die. You're going to survive. Exactly. <laughs> it's empowerment, not desperation like Last Dance. <laughs> Although is I don't know if Last Dance is desperation the same way the some of her other songs are. It's yeah. not like Hops It's more nostalgia. I think it is. And yeah. I think Derek's point was really well taken. I can think of the number of times I was out at the disco, which makes me think I'm not as old, like not the actual disco. I'm talking like the club, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But like where I was out at the club with my friends and it's closing time and just like this was such a fun night and I'm excited mm. to be having those moments again, right? Now that we're post-pandemic, we won't take them for granted maybe the way we did before. Um, but that is exactly what Last Dance is summoning. It's that spirit and that that feeling and you're man you're right you sold me good job i love it when i get swayed carissa i think either one of these would have made great answers and i completely understand where you're coming from on i will survive but i'm giving it to donna so with three out of four votes our pick for the best disco song is last dance by donna summer do you agree do you think that we should go right out the door don't turn around now because we're not welcome anymore <laughs> tell us how you really feel by leaving a comment on this episode at greatpopculturedebate.com or find us on instagram twitter facebook or youtube while you're there make sure that you subscribe and follow the podcast so that you can hear about what new debates are coming soon vote in open polls and even decide which topics we tackle next i want to say thank you to my panel you always make me feel mighty real and thank you for listening If you loved what you heard, please consider supporting us on Patreon, where you can get even more exclusive content and even get episodes a whole day early. We hope you have a good one. And remember, everyone is entitled to their wrong opinions. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Hey, are you a super fan of Taylor Swift, Jelly Roll, or Morgan Wallen? Are you that song nerd who likes to dive into every little lyric of every little song and figure out what everything means? Do you want to take that a bit further, though? Because I have a podcast called Songwriter Soup, and it dives into the journey of a songwriter and how those people help craft the soundtrack of your life. I'm Laura Veltz, and I'm bringing all of my friends together to discuss our funny little job writing for all of your favorite artists. Listen to Songwriter Soup wherever you get your podcasts.